you know, we've seen a lot in this past year. And could you just tell me, how exactly do you feel about this generation? This generation is full of misguided leaders. It's adaptable. It's full of deception. Really like prideful and really focus on themselves. I think this generation is at the edge of destruction, but also at the edge of revival. I think this generation is overworked. We're encouraged to work so hard, yet never encouraged to rest to that same extent. I think this generation is creative and ready to show the world who it is. I think this generation is full of so much potential. But I also feel too that we've become so accustomed with the negativity that has been brought in the atmosphere that we are so close to falling off the edge. It's time for greatness. This is Empower. Welcome back, everyone. It is episode four of Empower. You guys already know what the deal is. I'm glad to be back. Are you glad to be back? Bro, I'm so glad to be back, man. That's not even a question, bro. Bro, I'm so glad to see your face, man. I'm so glad to see your face, It's insane, bro. Beautiful young man. Oh, my gosh. Don't even stop. Don't even stop. It's literally, no, because, I mean, y'all don't know this, but, I mean, between episode three and episode four, it's actually been like you know a little bit of time, maybe like a week or two. Yeah, you know since busy, we're able, busy, bro. Yeah, you know God's doing a lot in our lives, but uh, you know we're back, back recording, and we want to make sure we get these episodes to y'all on a timely manner. So um, this this conversation that we're about to get into, it's gonna be um, you know these, it's funny because these these topics always just come to me like randomly when I'll just be having a random conversation with someone. Yeah. Um, and this specific topic of like staying vigilant and, you know, paranoia and all that sort of stuff, like it's, I feel like I say this every episode, but it's like, it's something that not a lot of people talk about, or it's like, it's not like a common theme, but you know, this it's just, that's just what we like to do here at Empower. You know, we like to talk about things that aren't normally talked about and, you know, get your thoughts on I feel like it's necessary. It's, it's necessary, necessary to talk about those things because in a way we're all thinking them. Yeah. Or they may be affecting our day-to-day lives. We just don't have the courage to talk about it. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Sometimes we don't know what to think about it. Sometimes it's a subconscious thing. And, you know, this specific topic, um, you know, it's it's very important. So without beating around the bush, let's just get right into it, I guess. You know, we were talking about what topic. What is the topic? What's the mm-hmm. conversation? So, all right. Well, I guess without further ado, I kind of want to start off by asking you a question, my guy. Let's so, get it, bro. I hope you're ready. Um, so are you a glass half full? Or a glass half empty kind of person. Okay, so um, me personally, I'm still trying to work on it, but I would say I'm definitely more of a half empty kind of person because, like, I'm the type of person where you know, obviously, you have goals throughout the day, you have goals throughout the week, goals throughout the month, and things like that. But for me, at least, I tend to be too hard on myself sometimes. I tend to be too hard and I tend to be too difficult on, you know, if I don't meet this or I don't meet that. Oh, you're taking this to a whole nother level. I asked you about half empty, half full. I mean, but that's true though. That, that is oh, what it represents. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is what it represents. But I was like, wow, that's crazy. This man's going deep. <laughs> Off the bat, have we even been a minute into this show? Hold on. No. Nah. nah, but that, that that's real. Oh, no. Keep, continue. No, no, no. You're, you're good. You're good. Um, but yeah, basically, like basically, um, I tend to not appreciate the things, the little that I've done, if it's not exactly where my goal is. Like, if my goal is full, then if I'm not full, I'm not satisfied, and I don't really pay attention to what's in. And you know, it's good to be strict on yourself and try to meet that goal, but it's also not good to not acknowledge what you've done. Oh no, for sure. Um, 
I was kind of taking a more of like a basic approach to it. You know, for me, I'm kind of just a, a glass half full type of person. I've always kind of just looked on like, I mean, as much as I'm aware of the negatives and like, we'll get to that, of course, because that's what this whole thing is about. But, you know, I'm also very appreciative of what I have in front of me because, like, you know, when you're not dealt a lot of cards in life, you know, you appreciate the cards that you have and you learn how to manipulate them and, and use them the proper way. Um, but yeah, that, that's just that's just me because, you know, you guys don't even see what we do. But like before every episode, before we start, we always get like, you know, two glasses of water, fill them up to the brim. We just down them things, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we, we need that, you know, for ourselves. Honestly, I should have drank a little more because uh, <clears throat> throat getting a little dry already. Uh, but that's fine, though. Um, but yeah, like so me personally, I'm just that, that kind of person, you know, glass half full type of person. That's just my outlook on life. But here's the biggest thing that I want us to take away from this episode. And we're going to, you know, continue into this conversation. Both are correct. And, and, and I don't think that people bother realizing that when they ask that question. Well, excuse me. I don't know what's going on with me right now. Um, but I don't think people realize that, you know, like any thoughts on that? Well, man, you know, I, I think it's um, I think what you're saying is, is definitely true in the sense, bro, because um, a lot of people just focus on one or the other. And the question is very it's a question that kind of incites um, a direct one answer. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Is it half empty or half full? You know what I'm saying? Are you a half half type of person or you a full type of person? It's like, um, I don't know. It sounds like one sounds better than the other, but um, yeah, I would love for you to expand on like. No, yeah, because and I'm glad that you you brought that up because I think if you haven't realized by now, we're very much against extremes, you know, because like life isn't meant to be lived on the extreme of like either side, you know, like not that you're supposed to be like lukewarm in any sort of sense, but like I'm saying, you shouldn't be. Like, you're not supposed to be too loud. You're not supposed to be too quiet type of thing. Like, there, there is a balance in lots of areas in life. And the same thing with these types of questions. Like, there's not one right answer for a lot of things in life. And and specifically, just for a basic question like, oh, is the glass half full? Is it half empty? Both are technically correct. And and you have to acknowledge that because in life, what we come to, down to realize it is, you know, it's the same thing in our day-to-day lives. Um, we need to have a balance of optimism and pessimism. You can't just completely be like happy-go-lucky in the world and be like, oh, wow, everything's great. Everything's beautiful. Hey, that guy over there who's like charging at me at like 20 miles per hour. I don't even know if that's humanly possible, but he has a knife in his hand. I'm sure he's just about to go hunting or something. I'm sure. We love that. We love that. Even though I'm the only specimen around in sight, I'm sure he has great intentions. Like obviously, like, you know, obviously that's an extreme, but like, that's how a lot of people have like a mentality. Like they, you know, some people will just literally just look at everything like without any pessimism or will look at it without any sort of doubt and then on the flip side of that some people will only look at the negatives like they will and that's kind of where like things kind of like you know racism and you know starts a uh, stereotypes to come in because they they'll, they'll judge you based off of like a negative thing first without getting to know like the full story or whatever and like i i love what you said you touched on a lot of things like especially the key word here is balance you know what i'm saying being a believer i've been meditating on this scripture for the past like year now man where it's like a false balance is an abomination to god Mm. and that's not just scriptural but i think it's just life in general bro so it's it's a perspective that can be taken you know in every aspect of your life and you know the difference between optimism and pessimism there is no difference in this area in terms of when to bring the balance you know what i'm saying like you can't be 
so far on the right side where it's like, you know, negativity, negativity, and you never see anything. But you also, you know, don't want to be so far on the left optimism side where you don't look at life in a way that's realistic. Now, there's a big balance in that because me personally, if I had to choose between the two options, like, hey, if somebody was like, you must be either optimistic or pessimistic, I would go with optimistic just because at least when you have hope, you know, you can, it's easier to train someone that has more of a hope issue to pay attention to certain things and someone that is completely negative and just has no idea how to talk about any type of positivity. Wow, that's re- that's really good. I actually did not even think about that at all. Like, that's a very good point. You know, as much as we, like, encourage balance, because that's the proper way to do things, but at the same time, like, if you had to choose, it's, like you said, it's much better to have hope and, you know, like, have to train yourself to, like, look at, you know, the realistic side of things versus, you know, it's like teaching someone hope is almost hopeless almost (laughs) you know but like that's that's kind of how it is because like how do you give someone faith how do you give someone hope in a dark time like that's that's tough that's a lot versus someone who kind of already has that but you know maybe just wants to better themselves and keep themselves more accountable in check so that way they like you know they acknowledge things that they need to i think that like from what you said how do you in a way teach someone or show someone hope I honestly just, you know, based off of things that I've experienced, based off of things that I've seen and just how we as people are in nature, I don't think it's physically possible to teach someone hope. I think all we can do as people towards each other is to guide them in areas where they can find that hope. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, as believers, like we guide people in the area, hey, you know, Christ, you know what I'm saying? Jesus, God. And we guide them in the area of the gospel. But we are, even in doing that, we ourselves are not like, yo, I, I am helping you get hope. I am teaching you hope. No, I'm just pointing you to a different source that's right that's that man you're on fire right now that's crazy you're on fire right now bro. i'm learning a lot from you because like that's real all we can really do is guide people to that you know you have a, a family member a loved one who you know potentially is just maybe going through a hard time uh like you have to guide them towards a hope a brighter tomorrow you know and and, and that's something that's really hard but ultimately we don't have all the answers you know i mean check out episode two we're not perfect you know but uh but that that's absolutely so right you know and 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 that's really what it boils down to um but again though like the main goal is to have that balance between optimism and and pessimism my biggest thing that i want to charge you guys with today is like we have to stay vigilant but we can't be paranoid you know like there there is a difference because i had a friend come up to me you know a few days ago he was kind of just telling me, he was just like, man, like, I don't know, like, I don't know if I have everything all together. Like, I feel like maybe I'm just like doing things wrong in life and, and this, this and that. And this is the thing that he's come up to me consistently about. Um, and if you're listening to this, I love you, man. You know, this one's for you. Um, but um, but no, he was coming up to me consistently with that sort of mindset. And I'm just like, bro, like, I mean, I'm not going to say that like you're doing everything absolutely correct in life. I don't know what you're, you know, everything that you're doing. But from what I'm seeing, man, like you're doing really well for yourself right now, you know, and it's like you should be appreciative of that. You always want to keep yourself in check. Be like, hey, what areas in life can I improve? How can I be more accountable at my job? How can I uh, have a better work ethic for my dreams, my goals that I have in life? How can I be more consistent in like the gym or whatever? You always want to keep yourself in check in that sort of area. But at the same time, you have to acknowledge 
how far you've gotten. You know, like that's so important. Did you have something? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, preaching to me, bro. You're talking to me right now. Oh, this was something that hit hard for me too. The, like this past summer, I really had to learn that about myself. Go ahead. I'm learning, man, and I'm learning every single day um, to just look at things for what they are because I'm definitely more of a person to fall on the paranoid side. Mm. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm off my workout routine or I feel behind in the slightest bit, man, it's like, man, it's like I just go overboard. You know right. what I'm saying? And I'm just like, wow, I'm so behind. I'm so this. I'm so that. But, you know, we we were um, not for an episode or anything, but, you know, just our conversation earlier, bro, about how you were telling me, you know, stop preaching to yourself. Just do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Just do it. Just you know, look at for where you are, appreciate what you are. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. That's what you yeah. were telling me, man. And I was just like, wow, that's that's so, so true. Because, you know, at the same time, this is another example of two different extremes that can be wrong, not balanced. You have people that are like, they're getting stuff done and they're doing good. And they're like, no, like you're just so paranoid. They end up losing what they have. Right. Then there's people that just have no standards. And they're just like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. And they're not, you know, propelling themselves forward in the areas that they need to propel themselves forward in. And so at least for me, this is a, a, like a blessing for me because I'm personally in my life. Um, I used to overthink a lot. I used to have a big problem with overthinking and God delivered me from that. But you know, every now and then I still have my moments where it's like, wow, like I need, I'm being too hard on myself. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm being too paranoid about the situation. No, absolutely. And and while you're, you're speaking about that, it, it kind of gave me a visual of like what that can look like, you know, as just as a metaphor in our lives, you know, like you have this mountain and you're looking up, you're staring up at the top of it, almost kind of like in our trailer, like where we have like, you know, the top of the parking garage, you know, we're both trying to get to the top. We're trying to make it to the new levels in our lives. Right. So what being overly optimistic looks like, you know, is like, wow, look at the top of that parking garage. I just took a step. That's amazing. I think I can rest here for a good five years. And, you know, maybe I'll take another step later on. Like, you know, I did a lot of work. That was tough. I should appreciate how far I've come. Now, yes, you took the first step and that was amazing. We are so proud of you. But there's a lot more work to be done. You can't just quit there. Yes, you made the graphic for that business that you want to start, but have you bothered, you know, putting all of your items together? Have you bothered making a website? You made the first step, but like what, you know, there's more to be done. You know, you made the first step in trying to go talk to that person that you know you have to reach out to by, you know, uh, you shot them a text, but did you only send them a text one time or have you been consistently kind of keeping up with them? And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm talking to myself here as much as I'm talking to y'all and that's what optimism looks like in our lives when we're trying to reach the top. What oh, being overly pessimistic can look like in our lives sometimes is you look at the top of that and being like, man, how am I going to get there? It is so far up. Like, wh how, what capabilities do I have? Of even I, I might as well not even try. Mm -hmm. I might as well not even try to start that business. I might as well not even try to to uh, to to fix that relationship with that family member. Too much damage has been you know made. It's it's too broken. I can't do it. That's what the extremes look like in our lives. And you see how in either instance, it's keeping you from going further. We can't allow that to be the same thing in our lives because when we do that, we keep ourselves from empowering ourselves to go to the next level. We keep ourselves from being able to reach the, the dreams that are on our hearts. We keep ourselves from that because we're getting all inside our minds. We're, you have to get out of your mind. You should be the one having you know control over your mind, not your mind having control over you. Wow. And you know, 
you know, what she, what you just said, you know, about, you know, being able to empower others. Like, in a way, I feel like when you lean on one extreme or another procrastination or, you know, just being so hard on yourself, you can't move forward. Not only are you hindering yourself, but you're hindering, you know, the dreams that you have, you know, that, you know, God may have given you to inspire others, to change others, because you never know what you need to do. It's not only going to affect you, it affect other people in your life. So it's, right. it's, it's not it's not just a betterment of, of yourself, but of other people. And I have a question for you, man. You know, so, talk to me, bro. <laughs> such good stuff, bro. Such good stuff. This is really honestly like preaching to me, man. And it's really helping me minister and everything and helping me, you know, just get out there and get out of that mindset. So like, where's the balance? How do you find the balance between being, you know, pessimistic and opt- optimistic? Uh, well, for me, this summer, like I said, I really had to train myself. You know, I kind of had influences in my life, you know, were telling me, look at this one way. You know, I felt like I needed to look at it in a different way. Ultimately, what I had to do was I kind of just had to, to, to put myself through it. I had to put myself like on that journey of of like, you know, like climbing that mountain, getting to the top of that parking garage or whatever, such a weird metaphor, but like, <laughs> but like I had to just, I had to just keep walking, you know, on one, like one, you know, like the little angels and the like devil in the cartoons or whatever yeah. on the shoulders. Yeah, it's like one, one shoulder was telling me, hey man, you did a lot. You could probably rest here, like you're good. And the other one is saying like, you still have so much more to go. Like, what are you doing? Like, just, just, you know, stop and, and just, criticize yourself you know that sort of thing what i realize is when you keep walking and you end up kind of ignoring both but also listening to both eventually you realize wait i made it i'm here <laughs> like you like I'm, I'm i'm at the top because i just decided to keep walking and i i, I took what both were saying with a little bit of uh, with a grain of salt because that's what we need to do sometimes in our lives we need to take the influences the voices in our lives a little bit just a little bit of grain of salt so that way we don't give them full complete authority because ultimately the only person who has complete authority over your life is is god you know Mm. um he has the final say like other people can give you advice they can say hey maybe you should look at it this way maybe you should look at it this way but ultimately like they don't have the full answers they're not perfect they don't have the plan for your life he does um but when you just keep walking and you take that with a little bit of grain of salt, then you realize, wow, like I made it here because I didn't allow either one of them to stop me in my tracks. But I I, I was inspired by both. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't listen to anybody in life. There are legitimate voices, like legitimate people who are trying to speak things into your life. They may not have all the answers, but they have a little bit of a glimpse. They can get you somewhere. They can give you a little pep in your step, but you just, you have to be the one to make the decision to keep walking. So me personally, that's how I've learned to find that balance is just keep walking. My uh, I was told one day, um, you know, wherever you are, be there, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're on this journey to, to try to reach your dreams, to, to make a success story, you have to be rooted in that. You have to be grounded in that. Like there's going to be a lot of things like speaking things over in your head and your mind or whatever. You got to stay locked in. You got to stay focused moving forward man mm. preach bro I, <laughs> I hear you man i hear you bro wow man well so you know as someone that is that was delivered from overthinking that is still working on some areas and that you know one thing that that really helps me um 
is giving it to a source. You know what I'm saying? Right. Giving it to a source. I know for me, whenever I start to feel like, okay, I'm overthinking, I'm over I'm over contemplating, I'm stressing about the situation. I'm just like, God, I give it to you. Right. And I'm just, I give it to you and I'm just going to move on, do what you told me to do, focus on my day, focus on my purpose, whatever you want me to do throughout the week. And then you take care of that. And then that genuinely helps me, you know, like give it over because the truth of the matter is if, if you're in a very stressful situation, you have two options. You can look at it in an optimistic manner, a realistic manner, and just focus on how to make it better. Or you can stress over it. Right. Either one, it may not change the consequences. It may not change the circumstances. But at the same time, you might as well give yourself some type of relief. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're in a bad situation and there's nothing you can do about it and you feel like there's no way out. You need to be able to give that to something. Mm. You need to be able to give that overthinking to something. You need to be able to give that situation. And what I mean by give it, I don't necessarily mean you. the situation is fixed instantly. Mm. But just your mentality and your perspective and the way that you view it, just giving that stress over to something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like As believers, it's God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Any stress, any any crazy because life is crazy. Y'all. Life is hard. It's life beautiful. is wild, bro. <laughs> beautiful, but it's hard. You know what I'm saying? And like for me, every single time I feel that type of stress or that anxiety or that worry, I just give it to him. And I'm just like, right. God, you take this. And even though me saying that prayer and giving that to him, even though it may not immediately change the situation, it's like, no, I know it's okay. You know what right. I'm saying? I know it's okay. And and that looks like different things for different people. You know, obviously us as believers, like, you know, we have our father in heaven, you know, to give that to. And even if you're a non-believer, like, I mean, first off, like, you know, God is always there, you know, but I mean, whether you choose to, you know, kind of follow that mentality or not, like the biggest thing that we want to at least, you know, give to y'all, you know, for our listeners who are non-believers is just to like, at least have a healthy outlet, you know? Ultimately, we believe like the best outlet and really only outlet is God. But, you know, like, don't let your outlet, you know, to give your stress away, your overthink. Don't let that be drugs. Don't let that be, you know, drinking things that are going to deteriorate you. Like, let it be something, <clears throat> excuse me, let it be something that's healthy, whether you have to write yourself notes and then maybe like throw them away or like, you know, burn them. They're like legitimate, like therapeutic stuff that can help you de-stress, not overthink you know, that aren't necessarily like scriptural, you know, and I think both are equally important. I think also like even as believers, even as people that give our situations to God, we still talk to people. You right. still need to talk to somebody. Still got to go to therapy. Therapy Absolutely. is still like correct. Like just because we have God doesn't mean that, oh, like, well, going to therapy is sinful because I'm not trusting in God. Who I don't know who told you that, but we rebuked that. That's not right. <laughs> That's not correct at all. God never said that. Uh, Wait, what, what did Drake say in the album? They don't say that in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't say that in the Bible. No, literally, it, it don't say that in the Bible. No, le legit. And um, the point is to have a healthy outlet to be able to, you know, give that overthinking to, give that stress to. So that way we can remain calm, cool, collected. Because that's what's very important, bro. Like, like <laughs> literally, I don't think people realize how important it is to maintain that homeostasis if you will mm. that's a, that's a that's a science word right there mm. well I, i'm pretty sure you know big boy word right there yeah, homeostasis make sure that the system is in check it's like um at a happy medium like if you're um if you're a police officer if you're not in that homeostasis bro like listen listen you got a police officer who is 
you know, let's say he's like trigger happy or whatever, because he's like so vigilant. He's just like, I got to make sure I got to look out for, you know, crime, someone like what's going on, what's going on. If that, you know, there and sadly, unfortunately, there are officers like that. Not all of them, but, you know, there, there are some out there. Um, but like if there's an officer like that, that's going to cost lives because he's going to see something. He's going to be so vigilant. It's going to be like a vigilante. <laughs> you know, he's going to mm-hmm. he's going to see something that he think that he thinks is wrong. But it's really not and potentially cost someone's life versus if the, that same police officer wasn't so vigilant. He was kind of just chill. Like everything's fine. There's no crime going around here. We can just be chill. Then you're going to ignore actual problems that are being had. And then there's also going to be lives being cost. You see, what I'm saying like either instance of that extreme, like lives are being cost, like lives are being changed. And so that's why it's so important to have that, you know, be, stay calm, cool, and collected. In an interview, a job interview, when someone is interviewing you, you got to pay attention. You got to make sure it's like, okay, I got to be ready for any question that they be they might want to ask me because, you know, interviewers, they like to throw you those, like, surprise, like, questions, those little curveballs to see how good you are. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're not slick. But they're trying to, like, keep you on your toes, make sure, like, hey, can, like, I actually, you know, trust you or are you just, like, did you just prepare for, you know, this specific set of questions? You know, the basic stuff like, what's your name? What race are you? Even though you can tell I'm <laughs> black, you know what I'm saying? But um, <laughs> I'm so stupid. But, <laughs> no. um, but yeah, like you got to remain vigilant so that way you can uh, like, you know, make sure you're ready for whatever they might ask you. But at the same time, though, if you're like mad nervous, like, oh, like, oh, you know, like that's wrong. You know, you, you, you can't be like so uptight that you just like lose focus. And then they're just like, bro, can you can you talk to me? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, and then on the, on the flip side, you know, it's like, oh, if you're not vigilant at all, then you're kind of just like not paying attention at all. And you're just like, it, it's not going to be a good interview for you. Like you have to have that medium in like so many different areas of life. I'll tell you this, when you don't have that medium, when you don't have that balance, that homeostasis, that homeostasis, homeostasis that's it. I'm going to use that word, man. It makes me sound like 20 times smarter. Bro. Oh my gosh, just use it in the right context. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah that's your facts. I imagine I wasn't using it in the right context, then I'm going to look real stupid on this. Yeah. That's crazy. You wouldn't look good, but no, you sounded good. Bro. I appreciate it. No, I but basically, bro, like... um. When it comes to finding this balance and keeping yourself in check and mainly just talking to someone about your overthinking, talking to someone about the stress, talking to someone about that optimism versus pessimism, you pessimism. Um, yeah, man, I said pessimism. Pessimism. And I correct hey, myself. Hey, no, but low key, like that's a good way to remember. It's a it, pessimism can be a pest to your ism, it's, your mism, your <laughs> miserable, makes you miserable. Your pest and miserable. Uh, now, 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 we're, now we're forcing it. it's It's cool bro it's okay man but basically bro like um when you don't find that balance it tends to blow up in other areas and the police officer example is a perfect example of you know that undue stress not talking about it not going and not only not having a source but not finding resources and outlets whether that be therapy friends or family that you can talk because i understand like not everyone has the greatest family situation i understand that not everybody has the greatest, you know, upbringing and everything. And, you know, but even then find a friend, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Find a friend that you can talk to. A friend sometimes can be 10,000 times, you know, more helpful than, you know, a family member. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there are things, you know, he's a brother to me. There are things I can talk to him about that I wouldn't feel 110%, you know, comfortable sharing 
all of my family. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Even the Bible says a friend yeah. seems closer than the brother. Absolutely, man. It's just like, because my mom said this too. My, my mom told me something I'll never forget. She was like, um, when it comes to feelings, when it comes to stress, it's like um, a trash masher effect. Basically, imagine a trash can and you're filling it up with as much trash as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. You're just dumping loads in there. Eventually, you're going to start out fine where you can handle it. You can close the lid. But eventually, if you keep stuffing trash and you don't empty it out and you don't let it go, it's just going to keep going until it pops the lid off and then it's a big explosion. Mm-hmm. And that explosion from this analogy can be, you know, portrayed in the example of a fight you may get into, you know, saying harsh words or going off on someone that you didn't mean to go off on, you know, messing up on the job. And you don't want to do that because those decisions, you know, life is short. You can make a decision in a moment of anger that affects the rest of your life or in a moment of weakness that literally changes the course of everything. But those moments can be prevented if you just open up. And I know it's hard. I know it's uncomfortable. I'm the type of person where me, I'm working on opening up more because I used to be really bad at it. I'm still working on it. Not perfect. We're not perfect. We're not perfect. Episode two. Episode two. Listen to it. (laughs) But basically, like, you know, open up because you never know how opening up, even though it may not feel good, even if it doesn't even make you feel better, at least you got it off of your chest. At least you can move forward in some capacity and move on with your life. Now, opening up shirt will for sure will make you feel better. Like that's the best way to de-stress. Cause like like I said, even if you have to like write yourself a little note or you know just rant to someone on Facetime, whatever it is, you never want to get so wrapped up in your mind that you don't let your emotions out. Because when you do that, that's when it becomes easy to pick a side. Do you want to become so pessimistic about a situation, or do you want to just be like, well, you know what, it's so terrible, but I'm just gonna forget all that and I'm just gonna remain happy and completely ignore all the negatives. Like you can't allow yourself to be one of the extremes because it kind of goes into a little bit of our passion episode. Because you know, like you never want to go completely in one way in a specific emotion or else you're going to ignore like the consequences of the things that you're ignoring you know so so before we wrap up you know is there like a a specific like uh you know example you might have in your life where you just uh you know maybe you just overthought a little bit too much you were a little too vigilant or maybe you you were a little too optimistic about something it kind of just led to a bad situation real quick way too many to count man but I'm, i'm gonna pick one i'm gonna pick one um, so, uh, I know the, the biggest, I think the biggest thing for me was, um, it was probably, I would say probably the biggest struggle was probably my pornography addiction. I'm mm. um, growing up. I had a terrible pornography addiction. Um, even though I grew up in the church and I knew the word, it was still one of those things that still had a grip on my life and still held me down. Mm. And, um, at first it was one of those things where, you know, I was curious and then, you know, happened at a very young age. And I wasn't really, I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't really pay attention to, you know, the damage that it was really doing to my spirit, man, and my soul. Right. Um, but as time went on, it was less of being, it, I had three stages, basically being oblivious to what I was doing, being aware of what I was doing, four stages, and then not caring what I was doing. And then the fourth stage is when I genuinely wanted to break free, but I couldn't do it. And it was it was one of the hardest seasons of my life so far. Mm. And, you know, it was it was so much stress. And I was just like, God, like. I want to get free of this. I want to break free. I don't want this anymore. Please take this away from me. Please just take it away. And nothing was working. Um, And I was overcompensating. I was overthinking. I was worrying. I was stressing and I was doubting because I was like, God, am I even really saved? You know what I'm saying? Am I 
am I really doing your will? Because, you know, of course, in the word, you know, you give your life to Christ, accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, confess your sins and turn away from your sin. But you still have to try to live right. But I wasn't looking at my heart, though. I was looking at my actions and I was like, I keep messing up and I don't know what's going on. I can't break this. And it led to a lot of depression. It led to numbness in my spirit where I went through a whole season where I didn't feel anything at all. Like it just wow. no pain, no happiness, no sorrow, just nothingness. Um, but basically happy ending to the story though. Very happy. <laughs> I mean, we love those. Story. We love those. We love happy endings, mm-hmm. man. But basically, um, my moment, um, I realized that I was trying to do it of my own strength. Mm-hmm. I was overthinking and I wasn't giving it to God. Right. And I remember one night it was, it was a terrible night and I was really fighting the temptation and I don't know, I was just praying and I was like, God, I can't do this. And he, he told me, he was like, listen, you can't do it. You're right. You're going to fall. But with me, you'll never fall again. With mm-hmm. me, I'll break it. Just give it to me. Just stop stressing. Just give it to me. Acknowledge that you can't do it without me. Acknowledge that I can do it. And man, I didn't feel it in myself at all. Like I was not feeling this, but I prayed and I was like, God, you know, in Jesus name, um, break this. And I can't do this without you. And then I woke up the next morning just completely free. The urge gone, the taste gone, everything just gone. That's awesome, Completely, man. man completely broken free. Um, that example, that, that was probably the lowest so far in my life where it was just like, wow, I can't break this, but I was trying to do it of myself. It's crazy because, you know, it's like, again, like when you get so wrapped up in your head and you're just like, you get so pessimistic, it keeps you from being able to like take that step forward and being able to get to where you want to be. So that's amazing. That's an amazing story. You know, I hope that encouraged y'all. I hope this whole episode encouraged you guys. Um, you know, you know, obviously we're going to keep this going. we got a good thing going. So um, we love you guys. We hope you enjoyed this fourth episode of Empower. And we will catch you guys next week. See you. Peace. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Empower. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your support means the world to us. A few quick reminders, make sure you hit that like button and turn on those post notifications if you haven't already. And if you haven't subscribed to us, I don't know what you're doing. Speaking of which, are you one of those people who'd rather watch than listen? We now have an Empower YouTube channel where you can watch the conversation between your hosts before your very own eyes. You definitely want to check that out. Lastly, don't forget to follow us on our social media. Just search up the Empower podcast and you'll be sure to find us. Love you guys.